0: you're listening to gospel-centered rest a podcast by grace bible church in cambridge ontario dealing with topics of life and theology and how christ's promise of rest for the weary and heavy laden gives us strength for today and hope for tomorrow well welcome back david and byron how are you guys doing
1: not doing too bad
0: it's a good week tyler it is a great week it's beautiful outside i got a window open just see the sun shining, it's warm. If you haven't been outside yet, you should get outside. It's just one of those days.
2: Is tomorrow tomorrow's supposed to be better?
0: Tomorrow is supposed so to be better. actually, if you listen to this on hey, Wednesday. let it melt. Yeah, if you listen to this on Wednesday, then it was probably a really nice day. Mm-hmm. For sure. Well, today, today, because we are not going to talk about cats, and we're not going to talk about family pets today. I just decided that thank you (laughs) today we are going to talk about acts chapter four specifically uh acts chapter four verses 23 to 31 when it is talking about uh the prayer for boldness or the prayer of boldness and we're going to talk about what that means in the context just a moment before we get into that byron would you mind just reading us these verses And then afterwards, David will kind of set the stage for the discussion here this afternoon.
1: All right. So picking up at verse 23. On their release, Peter and John went back to their own people and reported all that chief priests and the elders had said to them. When they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. Sovereign Lord, they said, you made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. They did what your power and will had decided beforehand should happen. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After they prayed, The place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly.
0: Wow, what an exciting passage Mm -hmm. (laughs) as you're reading it. Uh, David, would you mind just taking a moment and just setting the stage a little bit, explaining maybe some of the context, Mm -hmm. what's going on, um, and then
2: we'll jump from there. Yeah, in Acts uh, 3 and 4, they're beginning to have sense, persecution, um, opposition, and their response after being called before the Sanhedrin was in verse 19, chapter 4, verse 19, whether it's right in the sight of God for us to listen to you rather than to God, you decide. So, you know, you take, you look after that, you you have to decide whether you're asking us before God to do the right thing. Um, They had come to their decision, and that's verse 20. For we are unable to stop speaking about what we have seen and heard, mm-hmm. and as I read that verse, two things happen. First of all, I think, is that really true? Like, could they just not stop? Like, it's one thing to be in the moment and say, mm-hmm. uh, we're, you know, we're going to stand against opposition. We're going to we're going to be strong. Um, and then the the and and but how do we know that that's going to take place? And that becomes the application. The second question, the application question for me is: How do I know when I would be able to say, or if I'd be able to say, I just we real? I, I can't stop talking about mm. about Jesus, mm-hmm. about what we've seen and heard. And so I, I think that's the amazing part about the prayer. Mm-hmm. They gather together. Uh, they say um, before. or or they gather together they raise their voices together to god and then their entire prayer is basically they can't stop talking about what they've seen and heard Mm -hmm. so our understanding of ourselves and saying am i like that Uh, we can understand if we're like that at least in part through our prayer life Um, sometimes in our prayer life we can't stop talking about ourselves sometimes in our prayer life we yeah. can't start stop talking about all the opposition uh all the the darkness all the suffering um, and uh we, or we could start talking about those who are hating us um, the downgrade of society culture whatever it might be but the the disciples really did they, their first word was lord or master yeah. and they talked about his kingship and then they talked about his suffering so they would come under his kingship they would know what it is to suffer and then they'd ask for help
0: even just that that point that you're making about how sometimes we can't stop talking about ourselves like in our prayer life what a good exercise it would be just to even just pray through this passage on your own or even just some just for a a period of time maybe forever i don't know but a model your prayers after after a biblical prayer like this
2: Um, oh you think especially during covid yeah, uh, and, and some, some of the challenges that people are going through. And if, if we just began our prayer with, um, what verse is it? Verse 24, the beginning, Master, you are the one who made the heaven, the earth, the sea, and everything in them. If we, if we just knew that he was the sovereign God, he was the one who sits on the throne, uh, and we can rest in, in that knowledge. If we just, mm-hmm. if we just thought about it, uh, and of course, it means all sorts of things. If he's creator, then we're we're called to live in obedience. But he's not only creator; he's redeemer, mm-hmm. and he's not only redeemer; and he's also deliverer. Uh, and he's the one who will return. So there is hope even in our suffering. There is a way through the the opposition.
0: Yeah, their their prayer here is almost an like an act of worship. Really, they're coming together, and all they can like they can't help themselves but just to pray together in this way and to pray for the boldness, pray with the boldness that they have in Christ. Um, So it's very encouraging. Byron, when you read a passage like this, what are some things that kind of stand out to you?
1: Well, like David just said, they start with God's sovereignty. He's in control. It's not just he's got the position or a title or something Mm. like that, the way we might see people around us. He's in control of the whole show. Everything. And it says you spoke through David by the Holy Spirit. That this isn't a surprise. This isn't something brand new. It hasn't taken you by uh you know, mm-hmm. blind spot kind of thing. Yeah, this is what Herod and Pontius Pilate did. But it wasn't like it wasn't part of your plan you're not having to react to an unforeseen development he's there he's in control and they emphasize it in verse 28 what they did was what your power and will had decided beforehand should happen so if i've got that sort of a perspective it changes because i don't Mm -hmm. need to panic uh i'm I'm not coming to God to inform him. Did, did you know what went on over there? You know, what are you going to do about it? He already does. So when I come to that, I see their trust, and they lay it before him. Verse 29. Here's their threats. You know, they've heard it, and, and Peter and John have given them the full report. They've sat there. They've listened to it. They've heard it all. And now they've said, okay, here's the threats. What's our prayer? Give us boldness. Enable us. We need you to do this. It's not that we're going to psych ourselves up to it. Honor Jesus. Show that he is the name, as they've been preaching and talking about, and and that's where their focus is. And what happens? They're filled with the Holy Spirit, and they're speaking the word of God boldly.
0: Yeah, it's actually really interesting. When you look at, um, when you look at, throughout history, all of the major revivals that have taken place throughout church history. uh, The majority of them, if not all of them, have all started with a prayer meeting, have started with the believers coming together and praying for boldness, praying this kind of way. And we do see this this happening here. Uh, They're praying together, and it's sparking. Like you were saying, Byron, it's sparking. They're beginning to speak the word of God boldly. Um, And they're doing this right after they're Facing this intense persecution, like this, is their response to persecution. Mm-hmm. It wasn't to go out in the street and start arguing their point and to start, you know, debating with the philosophies of the day or or whatever it was. It was to get together, get on their knees before God, acknowledge His sovereignty over the situation, and that's what gave them boldness. That's what gave them mm-hmm. um, gave them
2: rest. Yeah, but they, it, and it's amazing as well how much theology is in this prayer. Mm -hmm. So a very strange place, I think they found comfort, is in Psalm 2, which uh, speaks about the nations raging against God and against his anointed one. And we might think that that's something we want to avoid when we're looking for (laughs) courage in opposition. But sometimes when you're in those places, and, and you find this with whether it's people who are surrounded by, you know, opposition or even just suffering, they're just a lot more honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, they understand that suffering hurts. It's no longer just a, a topic to discuss. It's it's a pain that they experience. Mm-hmm. When there's opposition, it's no longer just something you read about in a book. You are actually experiencing hatred and being told to stop uh, certain things. And at a level that's, that's happening here in Canada. We just are told not to say things, uh, some of the teachings of Jesus, or the morals of scripture, mm-hmm. and you, you face opposition. And so we want to, uh, we say to ourselves, well, what theology is good theology to pray mm-hmm. so that we will gain courage? And if somebody were to say to us, well, talk about sin, uh, we would go, well, I think that would discourage more. But what, what, what happens with uh, the disciples is they're saying the nations will rage. And then, as Byron mentioned, the follow-up to that is Jesus suffered from kings, uh, but God predestined or predestined this. Yeah, you, you I, 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 yeah I, I, I try to say both equally yeah. when yeah, I'm talking. good. Good, Just so that yep. it throws people off. Yeah, well,
0: it <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it makes people
2: listen. Oh, well, it makes people happy because yeah, for some people, say it either way, and they'll be right fifty percent of the time. So, <laughs> that's, but so so but who talks about that? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and some of the things that seem obscure to us, or say, oh, is that, a, is that really a, a necessary teaching? It's during times of opposition and suffering that predestination. Um, and God's predetermined will, uh, that this is not by mistake. He is working out his will. In the church's life, they become dear. So, honesty about sin, mm-hmm. we live in a sinful world. Honesty about suffering, we're going to suffer. Honesty about the will of God, um, God's in control, and then that brings them to the power of God. So, It's
0: almost like they knew they needed they needed to pray.
2: Yeah, (laughs) I know it sounds
0: like they needed to pray if they were going to, um, maybe not crawl out of bed in the morning, or if they were going to 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 persist and be able to continue. They needed to pray. They needed that that moment together.
2: And prayer sometimes is just reminding ourselves. It's going back to the basics of some of the truths that we know to be true. And when we have that conversation with God. Uh, it it helps us to understand or to deepen those truths in our hearts. Mm-hmm. And that's why the, at the end they're saying, God, you do signs and wonders is they're not praying. Uh, Just help us get by. Uh, they're praying even in opposition. When the, when the nations rage, God do your signs and God do your wonders. And, as you'll be talking about this coming week, Tyler, that after the prayer, they went out and did good deeds. Yeah. So again, how do, how, do they, how do we know when we can't help but talk about Jesus? Part of it will be found in our prayer life. Um, we'll just start talking about Jesus in our prayers and say, God, this is where I'm at, but this is who Jesus is and what you've done through your son, Jesus. And it'll also be shown through our good works. Uh, how we care for others. We when we're talking about Je- when we can't help but talk about Jesus, it will show in acts of mercy and, and acts of compassion.
0: We uh, things will change. Like our our lives will change, our ministry will change. How we care for one another will change for sure. Um, when you know one thing that
1: that occurs, maybe I'm out on a limb. Do it, but. They're praying for boldness to continue to do what they know God has already asked them to do. Mm -hmm. But we all need to remind ourselves, we all need to come and be asking God to help us do what we want to do to honor him. You know, back to Paul, Mm -hmm. I don't do what I should do, and I do what I shouldn't do, and that's a struggle. But they're coming back for that prayer and that honesty of coming to him, and no, no, I forgot what my point was.
2: No, it, it, it's it's true. Yeah, uh, if if I'm if I'm following your point, the the idea that uh, these they, they were filled with the Holy Spirit, but they still needed to pray to God. Yeah, that God would give. They recognized their strength in God, mm-hmm. and God may not call us to face opposition at this time, but God calls us to you know to get up. To, to be accounted for as believers, and we need help. Mm-hmm. If there is anybody or any group who we would think would be able to do without prayer, that sounds so awful to say. but it would be the disciples because we have this picture of these you know strong believers they walked with Jesus all of this, but mm-hmm. their first response was prayer for their daily strength, their daily food, their their daily help um, and it's such a powerful ending because uh, they call for God to do powerful things, and his answer really reaffirms they're filled with the Holy Spirit. The place shakes, just like it did in Acts 1. Uh, I mean, this is—and uh, that, that's, that's, that's assurance for us that God hears our prayers. When we, when we pray for power, he delights to reveal his power mm-hmm. because he is a powerful God. Yeah.
1: And he doesn't take it away. It's not like they pray, stop the opposition, like you said on Sunday. Mm -hmm. They're praying, and I think sometimes we get the idea that if our prayers are effective or if God's hearing our prayers, then we'll get what we asked for, and he'll do what we asked. And you think, well, isn't it more about wanting what he wants? And maybe I'm praying that he would be touching my heart and my mind to accept something difficult in life which doesn't make it easy but it's not like God answers prayer if I get my way mm-hmm. and they didn't pray that way
2: yeah they didn't pray for God to follow them they prayed that they would follow God even through these, these trials yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, we, the, the individualistic age culture that we live in does not stay outside the church it's, it's in our hearts as well, and we have to recognize that and battle that um, that tendency. Mm-hmm. Yep. We're
0: actually going to be talking about the heart a little bit on Sunday. Very good. So, Very good. Stay tuned. <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Thanks,
2: Tyler.